Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So the show that is this week is an important show and it's a follow-on from last week's show and last week's blog article, which was A New Life, which was all about how addictions, if we're addiction prone, how that is a part of narcissistic abuse and a big part of self-avoidance and why we're in so much pain and we're in so much disarray. So I want to take it a little bit deeper again this week with this week's radio show and this is coming out in the blog tomorrow. And just before I do, lovely response that came through on Empowered Life and Love, the uh, blog article that I did last week, which was done last Friday, which is about who is your soulmate. And thank you for the lovely comments and for the lovely uh, emails that I received about that. And for those of you that are in the New Life community, if you're not in the Empowered Life and Love community, you certainly can be. You can do that by subscribing to Empowered Life and Love so that you get all of the updates on those newsletters as well, which are always great to help you get more self-empowerment and more healing. So this week's radio show is about our intuition. And this show is how we lost contact with our intuition. Now, this show is about our inner navigation system, our intuition. How is it that we don't listen to our intuition and how do we lose an essential and real connection with ourselves? What happens in our life when we are disconnected from trusting ourselves and how does narcissistic abuse accentuate this problem? So this show is going to explain to you how we lose connection to our intuition, how this causes pain and further disintegration of ourselves, and what we need to do in order to come home to connect to and develop and listen to our intuition again. So this is a deep look into how we lost our emotional connection with ourselves, why this occurred and how this all ties in with narcissistic abuse. To understand this dynamic, we need to realize that intuition and emotions are extremely connected. And when we're emotionally closed off from ourselves and focused on getting data from the outside of ourselves, we're not at one with our own intuition. Virtually all of us are aware at times in our life that we do have a strong sense of something without having any of the logical or five sensory proof and when we dismiss the hunch, nine times out of ten, what we sensed did in fact actually come true. We discovered that it was right. And we know from experience that if we dismiss a hunch, 
We can actually pay a small, a moderate or even a large price for doing that. This can occur in any area of our life. So for example, you may have a gut feeling while you're driving to slow down in the car and you dismiss it, you go around a corner and there's a police person with a speed camera and you get caught. Or you may have a feeling that you need to take a certain item with you when you're going somewhere and you dismiss it and you think, no, that doesn't make sense. And then later on in your day, you realize you really needed that item. They're just small examples. A really good example was a few weeks ago, a girlfriend joined me for a walk on the beach and she had a feeling not to stay long. Now, she didn't say anything about that. So we're enjoying this lovely long walk on the beach and then lo and behold, the rangers turned up, which we'd never seen on the beach before, and booked her dog for being after hours on the beach and it was really a very expensive episode. Now, neither of us were aware of the time curfew logically at all. Now after this happened she explained to me that she had this really strange feeling and thought I should be getting off the beach and dismissed it and she was kicking herself for not listening to her intuition. So intuition it's our inner voice, it's our emotional guidance and it's the connection to the non-physical part of ourselves, understanding that we are vibrational beings first and foremost and this vibrational part of ourselves loves and accepts us fully. This is our inner self that's connected to life. It's connected to source. It's connected to energy, well-being and all that is. And this inner part of us is calling us towards our divine right as vibrational human beings to experience love, joy and well-being. Now the problem is if we're in our head, and we're looking to the outside to uh, distinguish and define our life, we're not connected to ourselves. And if we're disconnected from ourselves, two things can happen. First of all, we don't hear the messages because we're not even tuned in. And then the second is, even if we do hear them, we may not take notice of them. Now, this is especially true if we are not vibrating as a match for our well-being. And this is one of the huge ironies of life is we've always believed when we are disconnected that we need things on the outside of us to actually happen to change our inner state and our inner frequency to well-being. Whereas the truth of the matter is, is we actually have the ability to become that inner frequency connected to well-being and then we are connected to more well-being. So this is the state where we start getting our intuitive messages and we start listening to them and we start honoring them. But if we are in pain, if we're disconnected from ourselves and we're not in well-being and if we're acting out life in reaction from our unhealed wounds and we're vibrating at levels of pain, we're on a completely different frequency. So it's like trying to tune into an AM station and we're on an FM wavelength. Now, it may seem really logical that we would receive these messages of well-being in our deepest time of need, but we need to understand how life and law of attraction works, and it simply does not work like that. Okay, you attract everything which is a match for your emotional state, and you cut yourself off from everything that is actually your state of well-being. 
So this includes the messages which are there to help and assist you. So the more you work on getting your emotional vibration sorted, the more powerful, clear and real intuitive messages become. Now don't think that life has ever deserted you because it actually hasn't. You may be getting the messages from other people outside of you that you're not listening to. Okay, life is always going to call you forward into your well-being, but you're certainly not going to have that deep connection knowing with yourself and that trust for yourself if you're not working at getting to a vibration of well-being. So the call of your soul, which is divine guidance, does become more and more crystal clear the more loving, accepting, clear and clean your own emotional state and connection to yourself becomes. Now the irony is that we think that that's impossible because of other people that have messed up our connection and our vibrational state. And what we need to realize is that your vibrational state is between you and you. Now nobody can get in your pie and mess that up unless you accept that, allow that or take on their stuff as your stuff. This is about knowing that you are your own emotional creator. doesn't matter what other people are or aren't doing. This is between you and you. Now it's incredible how many people at the beginning of their narcissistic relationship had clear warning signs that there was something not right with this person and it could feel quite off. There was something that showed up that just did not gel and there may, it may have been a gut feeling. I remember in my last narcissistic relationship there was an episode with an ex-girlfriend that he went missing in action, etc. I had the most horrible gut feelings that there was something not right. Now all of that came up and got exposed and I still dismissed it. But the, the, the fact of the matter was, was that there was still a relationship going on with this person. There were still lies. There was still sexual interaction. All of that was all hidden up, covered up. And I gut felt it and then chose to dismiss it a lot of you would have understood that you had a very, very similar experience because it's a very universal experience with narcissists. And when these red flags show up, if we're not trusting and being in our intuition enough, we can easily dismiss them. Now the truth was, with all of the thousands of people that I've helped recover from narcissistic abuse, our intuition was screaming at us, but we rationalised it away. Later, when it was too late and when we were already enmeshed, we had no idea what was our intuition, what had become our fault, what was wrong with us, what was up, what was down, what was sideways, what was, what was real, what was fictitious or what was even sane. Now it stands to reason that the more and more we get disconnected from ourselves and the more the pain of narcissistic abuse escalates, the less and less we are aligned with our inner wisdom and the more disconnected we become from vital inner knowing. So if we have a look at the link between codependency and disconnection from intuition, last week we had a look at the link between codependency and self-avoidance. Now this is about our intuition. So as we can understand codependency deeper, we can realize it's a focus on the outside of ourself. It's an attempt through trying to fix and control conditions on the outside to feel calm and peaceful and safe on the inside. Codependency, as per last week's radio show and article, 
we know is linked with self-avoidance and or obsessive compulsive behaviours. Now this creates a difficulty to manage, be with and navigate our pain and emotions. It creates a huge difficulty in being with, listening to and trusting ourselves. And it makes it feel virtually impossible to take action which would honour and take care of ourselves. So this angle of approaching life from the outside in and to have the, the ability to be an effective creator has it all back the front. Because the truth is we are always creating life from the inside out whether or not we're actually conscious of that. And the more conscious and the more evolved and the more we start to partner our inner being, the more we understand what we are actually creating from the inside out. If we are connected to our inner being, we're unfolding with life as our authentic self. We're not looking out into life, reading it intently, asking, how do I appeal, approach, what do I say, what do I do, what do I feign in order to be loved? How do I be the person that can be accepted? How can I be the person that can be worthy? We don't try to read everybody else's feedback to base ourselves upon because this is actually powerless, fearful, egoic living and it's a complete disconnection from our intuition and our inner self. Now when we understand narcissism and how the dynamics of that work, a lot of people actually believe that narcissists are highly intuitive. Now, you need to understand that being an energy vampire, which means that I need narcissistic supply, I need energy from the outside to exist, and it means that I have to be very adept at reading people's body language in order to secure and regulate narcissistic supply, that is not intuitive. That is not a connection to one's inner being. Narcissists are actually famous for performing, reading their environment and acting on that in egoic ways. And this actually translates as extreme fear and umbrage to any perceived slight or criticism, real or imagined, which threatens the image of the false self not being as wonderful and as flawless as the narcissist would like it to be. And that's what drives the narcissist continually. It's not love, it's not connection, it's not true intimacy, it's about maintaining the false self and having it in an image and a, a way that's reflected back to the narcissist to try and stop him or her feeling the horrendous inner wounds of powerlessness. That's what the narcissist is doing. So for the narcissist, as soon as the narcissistic injury occurs, and that's going to happen because the narcissist is intensely monitoring the outside world whilst measuring the value of the narcissistic supply he or she is receiving. And when that value is ascertained as not being up to scratch, the narcissist will act out, sabotage, one-upmanship, tit-for-tat, projection or payback. Now, none of the narcissist's actions are coming from infinite connection to inner wisdom they're not from an inner space of intuition. It's all erupted from fearful and limited egoic intelligence, which is to do with the connection to those unhealed wounds that the narcissist isn't healing or taking responsibility for. Now, if we are connected to our inner being, we simply show up in life as being ourselves. We trust ourselves. 
emotions and what we feel within ourselves and we're connected to life and other people in reverence and truth and joy and love. Now the beautiful thing about intuition is that you're infinite in a self which is the non-physical source part of you which is the biggest and most profound part of you. Your personality is only a very small part of you. The bigger part of you is non-physical source energy. It's life, it's love, it's creation. Now this part of you, this big part of you, works magnificently for the good of all. Your inner self knows how to deliver messages that not only honour you, but honour life. So when you are yourself in authentically in life, you not only enhance yourself, you benefit everything and everyone else as well. Now for example, it would be wonderful personal growth, feedback to an abuser, if you honoured your intuition and pulled away instead of believing lies, being manipulated and staying attached. Can you imagine how pathological liars and disordered people would have to find a way to align with truthfulness and reverence if everyone in their experience honoured intuition and acted on it by pulling away with the statement, I'm not taking this any further because I sense you are non-authentic and a relationship with you is not going to be healthy for me. Now, if everybody honoured that, there would not be pathological, disordered people in the world. They would not be able to get attention doing what they do. They'd have to evolve. So let's have a look at how we started to disconnect from our intuition. The disconnection from our intuition started from a very, very young age. We may have been told in our families of origin that there was something wrong. Sorry, we, should, we may have known that there was something wrong. We sensed it. We knew it. And children are very, very perceptive. And they know. Yet our mother and our father lied to us. They covered up. They told us a different version from what was really happening. Now we knew the truth deep inside us. Yet our parents, which were our authorities at that age, absolutely told us something different. And as a result, we started to distrust ourselves. In fact, the data we felt and the reality we were told were completely different stories. So we learned, we learned that our gut was wrong. That's the message we took from that. Now, not being emotionally authentic is disastrous for children and it breeds codependency horrifically. In fact, there have been many psychological studies that have uncovered that families that were honest, even if extreme trauma occurred and addictions were in that family, created and produced much healthier emotional psychological children than when lies prevailed in families even when conditions were nowhere near as abusive. Now we need to understand this. Lying destroys trust, not just within all relationships. As anyone who's had a narcissistic relationship knows, it's the lying that completely destroys the trust in the relationship. But it also destroys the trust within an individual's emotional and mental psyche especially when lies are delivered from people which are believed or wanting to be believed to be trustworthy, which is what every child naturally, instinctively desires as a bond with their parents. So as a parent, if you are, I can't urge you enough to be emotionally authentic with your children. 
Tell them the truth about what is going on for you and how you feel. Allow them to understand that emotions are real and show them that you are able to own and be vulnerable, sad, mad and upset. Own and take responsibility for your emotions and allow your children to see you do this. Don't deny them or blame other people for them. Allow your children to know that you are perfectly imperfect and there are things that you need to work on within yourself in order to personally grow, heal and improve. Be humble, real and vulnerable when you make mistakes. Let them know that it's perfectly normal to be dysfunctional and it's acceptable to be that when we take responsibility for it. And show them that you love and accept yourself at these times if you slip up. Don't show them a version of self-judgment, self-abuse, self-avoidance, self-denial. All of those things are incredibly damaging things to learn. So don't lie, deny or cover up your emotions and who you really authentically are with your children. And don't think that you're protecting them by doing that because you are not protecting them by doing that. You could not only be destroying their connection and trust with you, with you but fundamentally their trust and connection with themselves and that's where the real damage occurs. So losing a connection to our intuition was the enormous price many of us experienced as children because our role models weren't authentic. And when children learnt to distrust their inner self, they disconnected from inner wisdom, inner guidance and became more and more reliant on focusing on the outside to survive. And that's what losing one's self is. This outer focus creates one of two conditions for all children. And those two conditions are either codependency or narcissism. Both are a condition of disconnection from one's inner self. The codependent feels unable to be a source to self and then he's going to cling to people on the outside to provide that source to self despite being abused. And that's why codependents are abused. And the narcissist takes a different tact. The narcissist controls people through pathological manipulation and keeping and gaining the upper hand to get needs met as an attempt to avoid inner powerlessness and worthlessness. So this is why it is so important to operate with emotional authenticity with the people you love in your life, especially your children, so that you do empower them to accept and connect to their emotions and trust and so they learn how to deeply partner themselves. Then your children are not going to have to crash and burn as adults as we have in order to create a connection back with themselves. They will have inherently established it from you setting that example and being that yourself. So we can fast forward into, from children, our experience in narcissistic abuse. Now there's a further loss of intuition during narcissistic abuse. Now as codependents, we have a high sense of integrity and conscience and we certainly do not want to do the wrong thing by other people. Because we are good people, it's really quite impossible, and everybody reports this, to fathom that a grown adult who appears so honest and trustworthy and can look you straight in the eyes could be capable of pathological lying or keeping ex-partners on the hook or sleeping with other people or telling you 
and you, you and other people, what everybody wants to hear and manipulating and doing all sorts of things and pretending to be somebody they're not and all the other things that narcissists do. So we just can't fathom how somebody could actually behave like that. So rather than trust our gut, something feels off or isn't right here, our model of the world kicks in and then we can't even believe that such thoughts crossed our mind because it's the last thing that we would even conjure up or consider or even think of doing. It's just not possible for people that have reverence and a conscience to even consider the tactics that a narcissist uses. So when the warning signs appear, even if we start getting evidence of what we suspected that something's really wrong here, and even when other people start supplying evidence about this, and even when we find out point blank about pathological lies, we listen to the narcissist versions, which can destroy discredit the other people and make them out to be pathological instead. We really want to believe that this seemingly divine person who has appeared in our life is real and we ignore the facts that when there is smoke there is often fire and even when lies are exposed we buy the excuses for them. It's only much later down the track when more horrendous pathological or adulterous behaviour is exposed that we can look back at all the early events and they all add up. We start seeing the pattern and we realise that what we suspected was really actually going on. And we understand the narcissist always was a Shyamalan and was not to be trusted and never had anyone's best interests at heart. Everybody was simply an object to garnish narcissistic supply from. And our intuition was screaming this at us right from the beginning. What we haven't realized is we're simply following the patterns we learned at a very young age, which was not to trust our inner voice and to navigate our life by other authorities outside of us, especially the authority that we wanted to trust and love the most. We put the creation of our life in these people's hands rather than being the authority for this creation ourselves. By dismissing our niggly inner feelings and looking to the outside for our data, we disconnected from ourselves and we became more and more powerless. We lost control of our emotions and allowed ourselves to be controlled by everybody else's emotions instead. And then we held these people responsible for our emotional state. And that's when we became really powerless. We were then easily able to be talked out of our feelings. We were able to be set up as paranoid, wrong to be untrustworthy, bad people. We were actually doing it ourselves. And we were wrong for wanting answers or accountability for what our emotions were screaming at us, which is, I am unsafe, I'm being continually lied to, and you are not the person with the values that you profess to be. And we stayed hooked trying to prove that we were good people who were worthy of being loved. And we could easily feel guilty and bad for thinking such things. And we could easily accept the blame and easily become incredibly confused and blindsided. What we didn't realize is that it is impossible to prove to a personality disordered individual that we were worth loving when they actually possess no inner resources and no inner self to know their own or anyone else's lovability or worthiness. 
Our gaps as codependents with narcissistics can be played on horrifically. The narcissist knows where you doubt yourself, where you ear towards loyalty for the relationship, how you can easily be made to feel guilty, how you wish to seek approval, how you will defend your beliefs on integrity and are devastated if it's suggested that you're doing the wrong thing. The narcissist know how easy it is to manipulate you out of trusting and backing yourself. Now, at this point, when all of this is going on, you haven't connected enough to your inner resources or partnered yourself enough to be in the energy statement of knowing you are worth loving. And it needs to emanate from you. It needs to be felt and solid within you in order it to be reflected back to you from life authentically. Staying attached to abuse rather than connecting to your inner state means that you will receive the results of not knowing and living the truth that you are worth loving. Because when you do, and when you are that solid state, you will never tolerate pathological or abusive behavior again. And you will never dismiss your gut and your knowing that something is really not right here. Now the truth is, if we've not done the inner work on ourselves and if we haven't learnt how to partner with our inner self and life, we do not feel connected to our inner navigation system. We don't feel worthy and whole and we're not in our power. It is fascinating how many intuitives and healers and empaths get involved with narcissists. It's amazing how many of these people have wonderful empathy and intuition for other people, amazingly so yet have such a struggle to trust their own internal guidance for themselves. This is a classic and complex problem with many people who are sensitive, who are empaths and give of themselves so freely to others. If they're not in their own emotional power for themselves, these people are targets for narcissists who are often too drawn to take the light of these people's energy. And these are usually people that are spiritual or into self-development are very easy targets simply because narcissists go for this light because they have no ability to produce their own good feelings. There's no true inner self going on for a narcissist. All of it has to come from external sources. So these people are highly, highly susceptible. So how do we turn all of this around how do we heal and how do we reconnect to our intuition? We turn it all around by creating a powerful inner relationship with ourselves. We need to understand that when we are full of fear and pain, we truly have no idea what is real for us in this moment or what is not. When we're acting out of unhealed wounds, we're doing the cognitive dissonance, which is all of the excuses to stay attached to the abuse. We're not in ourself and in our power. And we're turning to our mind and outside data to try and work out, of the, work out what the truth is instead of deeply listening to and partnering ourselves. Now, for many people out there, if you're second time around with a narcissist, and this is for people that start dating again and they've recovered and they're you know, trying out new relationships or whatever, you may start seeing and most importantly feeling the correlations and the warning signs again 
but then dismiss them thinking I'm simply paranoid because of what happened last time. This new partner may tell you you're paranoid because of your previous relationship, etc. But e- And then even when you start seeing lack of accountability and projections and the horrendous telltale uh, behaviour of a narcissist, you may still look for and accept excuses. And this is common if you're not yet connected truly to your inner self and if you've allowed yourself to be pulled more and more out of your own power. And this also relates back to the information last week, which was about self-avoidance. If you're still self-avoiding, you're actually susceptible for all of that. Because last week's information let us know that when we weren't dealing with ourselves, when we weren't dealing with the pain that was underneath our anxieties, our compulsions, our addictions, when we're self-avoiding, that we're not trusting ourselves and we're not fully in our inner power. So all of this is letting us know that it's incredibly important to work at your healing journey within, to partner yourself, to know yourself, to trust yourself and to know you can become a solid source of your own well-being. Then you will know and trust your internal navigation system, which is always positioned to grant you emotional feedback about the truth of your life and steer you towards true and healthy experiences, which are a match for the inherent well-being of your inner self, source and life. And that's the goal. So I really hope that this radio show has helped you understand more about your intuition, how you got disconnected from it, how important it is, how it is the greater part of you communicating with you and why it is there for such a powerful reason. But you need to be a source to yourself to be able to be at one with this. So that's it for me for this week and the blog will be coming out tomorrow on this topic and I'll look forward to uh, answering your comments. So goodbye from me, everybody. Lots of love and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So the show that is this week is an empowered...